player. I mean, you're awesome, but there was another one that was slightly smaller. He was awesome. He was playing like this, you know. <laughs> but it, it really is such a joy to be here. And uh, there's such a God's in this church. And, and I love this church, and I, I love your pastors so much. Pastor Tark, Pastor Adrian, they're, they're the kind of pastors that pastors like me look up to. And, and, uh, and I'm so grateful to be here in this church. And, and I've always loved to preach here over the years. And, and uh, I just feel like God's in the house. And, and you know, to, to be able to preach in what I would consider one of the great churches in Australia, New Zealand. And, and it really is. I, I, sometimes it's easy to take your church for granted. But God has blessed this house. And, and, and this is such a, a wonderful church. And, and you've got great pastors and leaders. And Pastor Tark, thank you for having me again. And Pastor Adrian is awesome. I think she's the glue that holds this thing together. Yeah. While Sam takes the credit. And, but but it's, it's a joy to be here. And I feel like God's going to do something in the house. Maybe just for five seconds. We'll make it 15. Why don't you just lift your hands to heaven all across the house? See, the Bible says that it's God who trains our hands for war and our fingers for battle. When we lift our hands, we shift stuff. That's why there's a corporate anointing of faith. And Lord God, I thank You that right now in this place, You're gonna touch people. Lord, let the fire of God fill this house. Lord, I pray over the next 30 minutes, let miracles happen. Let lives be impacted by the glory of God. Let the rain of heaven fall in this house in the Name of Jesus. Lord God, I thank You that You're gonna, you're gonna birth a move of God in this nation again. Australia is gonna be touched again with a move of God. And we thank You for revival. Thank You for what You're doing here in the Name of Jesus. Can somebody give God a shout of praise for just one minute? He's awesome. Well, praise God. You may be seated. Give your neighbour a kiss on the way down. The Bible says to greet each other with a holy kiss. So if you don't do it, you're disobeying Scripture. If you have a Bible, let's turn together. Give the band a hand. Can we give the band a hand? It was a bit cold here in New Zealand, so I just got the curtains from a hotel room and wore them as a jacket tonight. <laughs> I want to read what I would consider to be the great spirit-filled Pentecostal chapter of the Bible tonight. And I really feel like I've got a word for church. And I've been sort of swinging a few different directions in terms of what I felt like I wanted to preach tonight. But I just felt like the Holy Spirit has got this word really alive on the inside of my heart. And so I really believe that God wants to do something. I'm going to read my opening text from the original King James, the original King James, not even the new King James. We're going to go original KJV because we're going to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, the second chapter of the book of Acts. And we'll read from verse 1. And in the original King James, the first word is and. Somebody say and. and. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they're all with one accord in one place. And. Somebody say And. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared under them cloven tongues like as of fire and 
it sat upon each of them and they're all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance and, 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 and. Seven times in four verses, there is this word and. And I've preached out of this so many times. I've looked at it. I've studied it. And, and it's almost like I've studied every word in this, in this passage except this word and. And one day I'm reading this passage and it just leapt out at me. I kept seeing this word and uh, just jumping in my spirit every time I'm reading this. And I thought, I am going to do a word study on the word and. And, and so I went to the original language and looked up the original word for and in, in the Greek. And the word and literally means and. <laughs> it means also. <laughs> it means as well as. And it also means contrary to what you might expect. This word and fascinated me. I began to read this and, and, and it started to just occur to me that every time in the New Testament almost that you see the name of the Holy Spirit mentioned, you're going to see the word and also mentioned because when the Spirit of God comes into somebody's world, He doesn't just come and that's it. He always brings the resource of heaven with Him. He brings the end of God. In other words, uh, you, you, might, you might be here tonight, Holy Spirit, would you touch me? He'll touch you, but not only will He touch you, but He'll bring all the blessing of God with Him. It's never just a touch from heaven. I mean, we say, God, just one touch. And one touch is all we need because one touch is a doorway for all of heaven's power to flow into our life. Whenever the Spirit of God is moving in an atmosphere, there's always more happening than we might even realize. Uh, for example, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was sitting down one day, maybe at a bus stop, we don't know, Scripture's silent, but minding her own business, an angel of the Lord comes in, says, Mary, greetings, you who are highly favoured. You're going to have a son. He's going to be Jesus. He's going to be great. Going to be God. It's kind of a big deal. You're fairly blessed. And Mary says, how is this going to happen? And the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. In other words, the Spirit of God's going to touch you, but it doesn't stop there. When He touches you, there is going to be a creative miracle inside of you, in your womb, and it's going to give birth to something supernatural. When the Spirit of God comes upon us, even in worship, even as we're singing tonight, you can feel His presence. It's not just about that moment. It's what He's bringing into your world by His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus gets baptized. We know the story. John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. And the Bible says as He's being baptized, that, that the Holy Spirit descended bodily in bodily form like a dove. And the Bible says, and a voice from heaven says, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. So the Holy Spirit's present. Now the voice of God's getting involved in all this. See, when the Spirit of God moves, there's, there's always an and. When the Spirit of God touches you, he, he brings a blessing and the favour and the resource of heaven. Everything that Calvary purchased is available to us through the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit of God comes, He brings that into our world. It's a powerful thing to make room for the Holy Spirit. Because when we make room for the Holy Spirit, He brings the power of God into our world. Do you know, uh, I, I have this challenge in my life that, that I'm trying to work through uh, I've got the intercessors praying, and so far they've been useless. And 
and, and, and it's, it's an issue that happens at about 5.30 in the afternoon. I get the munchies. Does anyone, do you get the munchies in New Zealand? I, we definitely get them in Australia. And I find I can be driving my car, you know, and I'll drive past a McDonald's. And I don't know why McDonald's has this ability or this power, but there's something about McDonald's that when you're driving past McDonald's, they can get the smell from the deep fryer from their kitchen, through the bonnet of your car, through the air conditioner and into those vents and it's straight into both nostrils simultaneously. I don't know how it happens. And then you find that your steering wheel comes under its own anointing and you pull in and suddenly you are now supplicating. You are in prayer and supplication to a metal box with a teenage dude on the other side and you're pouring out your heart. You're saying, I'll have a, I'll have a Big Mac. I'll, I'll, I'll have one of those Sundays with the hot chocolate sauce. Glory be to Jesus. I'll, I'll get, I'm going to get one of those apple pies, which is basically baby food surrounded in cardboard <laughs> dipped in battery acid. And whether you eat McDonald's in New Zealand or order McDonald's in Australia or Singapore or South Africa or in Scandinavia or North America, South America, at the end of that order, they're going to ask you a question. And I think you know what that question is. You're giggling because you've said yes to that question. <laughs> and what's the question? Would you like fries with that? And let me tell you, brothers and sisters, as we're gathered here today, there is only one answer. And the answer is yes. yes. I don't want to reduce the move of the Holy Spirit down to drive through at McDonald's. But when we go to Him for the Holy Spirit, there is always more. There, I don't even want to use the word upsell, but God is saying, I want to bring more than you can even imagine. I've got a few things that, that I want to share with you that He wants to bring into your life. Maybe one of those is found in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It says in Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. I feel like God's saying to you and I tonight, would you like power with that? Yes. I need power in my life. See, the baptism in the Holy Spirit brings the power of God into your world. You and I need the power of the Holy Spirit. I tell you, the world's getting messed up. Is it just me or is the world getting a little, little bit crazy right now? Just turn on the news. The world's getting weird. Just when you thought it couldn't get any more weird, it gets more weird. Something crazy happens. Incidentally, we've got a Spirit-filled, tongue-talking Prime Minister in Australia right now. But we will talk about that at another time. It's not a church matter. Glory to Jesus. But do you know, see, see, you guys have been praying. We've been lazy, but it's your prayers that did it. And so we're very grateful. That those half nights of prayer are helping us in Australia. So thank you very much. I was at McDonald's when that happened, but... The world's crazy. And if there's a day in history where the church needed the power of God, 
It's today. You and I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you realize when you say, Holy Spirit, come upon me, He doesn't just touch you, but He actually leaves power upon you. And that power uh, activates the supernatural in your life. And, And there's nothing more important than a believer being filled with the Holy Spirit and carrying the power of God. In 2019, you and I need the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't just want to be a Christian who walks around taking life seriously and, and, and sort of being pious and, and stuffy. I just want to be a Christian who's born again and carries the power of God. So when I pray for people, things change. When I come before God, things change. And Oh, bless God. You and I need power. The power of the Holy Spirit to see lives impacted by the glory of God. You'll receive power. Would you like power with that? Yes. Bible says in Acts chapter 13, 52, the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Would you like joy with that? Yeah. I'd love some joy with that. There is nothing worse on the planet than a miserable Pentecostal. Even their tongues are grumpy. We don't need we don't need grumpy tongues, we need happy tongues. You and I need the power of the Holy Spirit in order to fulfill what God's called us to do and be on planet Earth. I I need joy. You know, joy and happiness are not the same thing. Happiness and joy. Happiness comes from the same root word as happening. In other words, happiness is based on what is happening. Joy has nothing to do with what's happening. Joy has nothing to do with the the external. It's something internal that's happening in our heart. And so many Christians, we watch them fall because they'll sacrifice joy on the altar of happiness. But happiness is is the real deal. Happiness, I'm sorry, that wrong one. Joy is the real deal. Uh, Happiness is based on what's happening. If you said to me, Dave, I want to give you a million bucks, I'd be happy. See, people say money doesn't bring happiness. I'm happy to test the theory. <laughs> if I'm going to be miserable, I might as well be miserable with money than miserable and broke. I mean, <laughs> but external things. I've been through some incredibly difficult times. And uh, external things, they're not the things that bring you joy. What brings you joy? Yeah. Is the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The word strength is one of the best Old Testament words for power. There's something about the joy of the Holy Spirit that stirs up the power of God in your life. I've got a pastor on our staff, Pastor George, and he's like in his mid-700s now. He's getting on. And and I, I get around him. He's been saved. He literally gave his life to the Lord on Noah's Ark. He's been around for a long time. He's in our church. Can I tell you, I was at a conference recently. I didn't realize he was at that conference. And there was an altar call for young adults. And there was Pastor George. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I thought, when I'm old, I want to be like Pastor George. He didn't care what the altar call was for. You know, he's coming down to get a touch from God. This is an altar call for women. Pastor George is down there. <laughs> But you get around Pastor George, he makes you love Jesus more. Why? Because there's a joy in his spirit. There's a touch of heaven. The Bible says in Psalm 91, with long life, you, I, he says, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. I pray that I'll be like Pastor George when I get old. I want to enjoy Jesus. I, I want, see, and that, that's the thing. Oh, bless God. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He brings joy. 
When you don't have the Holy Spirit, even your prayers are grumpy. Oh, God. Bless the church. They need it. <laughs> when you've got joy, it's like, oh, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your anointing. Thank you for what you're doing. I don't know about you. I want some joy. With that, can I give you another one? I've got 43 of them to go. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 4, it says, And when they prayed, the place where they were assembled, verse 31, was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Would you like boldness with that? Yes, you and I need the boldness to stand up and be who God's called us to be in the name of Jesus. Can, can I tell you, uh, it's so easy to get timid sometimes, you know. I remember about four years ago, we had a girl in our church by the name of India King. Uh, she was about 13 at the time. She decided to, to use the word wag here, wag school or cut school. In other words, she was meant to be at school, but decided not to go to school, but go to the city and hang out with her boyfriend. And so she goes and hangs out with her boyfriend in the city. And, and, uh, and, and, she said, and the other thing is it was in December and it was a wet day. And in South Australia, we don't get wet days in December. And so the roads were super slippery. And, and uh, she steps out in traffic and notices, her boyfriend notices a car's coming. So tries to pull her off the road. But as he does, her little feet get caught on the ground. And the car runs her over, front wheel and back wheel, breaking her pelvis in four places and, and messing her up from head to toe. And she rolled about 30 feet. And, and I'll get to the main part of the story, but even within the main part of the story, there's some miracles in the story. The first miracle is, <laughs> I don't mean to smile, she was run over in front of a hospital. Now, <laughs> I just want to say for legal reasons, here at Church Unlimited, we don't recommend being run over. But if you do, do it near the hospital. It just helps, you know, it <laughs> ma makes it easier. Some of the adults are just shaking their head, but the teenagers are having a good laugh over there. And then another thing that happened was there was about five or six nurses outside having a cigarette. Now again, people say smoking kills. In this case, it may seem to save lives. But again, let's not, let's not get buried in the details. So she gets hit by this car and lands at the feet of these nurses, literally outside on a smoko. And there was an empty ambulance at this daytime hospital. They had her in the ambulance and at the Women's and Children's Hospital in eight minutes. Right there, that's a miracle. So the phone call comes to me and they said, would you go to the hospital and pray she's going to die? And if she doesn't die, she'll never walk, talk, see or hear again. So I put it out on Instagram, I put it out on Facebook, I even put it on MySpace just in case someone was having a look. At, and and I, I, I go on my way to the hospital, I get a phone call from this pastor in America and he says to me, uh, what's going on? So I told him, he says, I want to pray for you. And this is how he prayed. He said, Father, bless him. Lord, as he goes to this hospital, let him not go alone. Let him, let him go with the full backing of the prayers of the saints of God and let the fire of the Holy Ghost be upon him. And, and, and as he goes, may he not go alone, but let God go before him in Jesus' name. And so I, I'm on my way there and, and I get into the hospital room and, and this girl's a mess. And I've never seen a human in that kind of condition in all of my life. And, and so 
they said, do you want to pray? I said, I'd love to pray. And it was intensive care. There were nurses and there were doctors around. And, and so I started to pray. And, and I prayed like what, what I would call a, a, a not, timid's not the word, but a sensitive to the environment prayer. And I was praying, Father, would you bless her? Put your hand upon her in the name of Jesus. Touch her. And as I prayed, I felt the most wonderful thing in the world. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. And it just came out of my mouth. I didn't even think about it. I just said, India. I, and and she, she, was, she was in a coma. I said, India. And somebody, someone said, well, maybe how can she hear if she's in a coma? I wasn't necessarily talking to these ears. I was talking to her spirit. I was talking to principalities around her. And I said, I said India. I said, you will live and not die in the name of Jesus. I said, you walk out of this hospital hole by the power of God. And, and I mean, my spirit started to get stirred up and I, I can see the nurse starting to look up a little bit and the doctor looking over a little bit. Uh, let me say this. Uh, I, I then got to a point where I thought, you know, English is good. Yeah. But I'm bilingual. And English is my second language because I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And so I thought I'd, I, I might, I'm, I just felt like I needed to pray in my heavenly language. I don't know about you, but I, I'm an old time tongue-talking Pentecostal. Sometimes when English doesn't work, you just need some good old praying in tongues. It, it still works. It's worked since the book of Acts. It, and so I thought we better get this started. I pulled the old lawnmower cord, Pastor Sam. Some of you need to do that. It's been a while. Let me tell you, trying to hide the Holy Spirit is like trying to hide a kangaroo. You can have, you can have your friends over for dinner and hide Skippy behind the curtain, but he will hop out at an inopportune time. And let me tell you, Pentecostals, when you go into any Christian environment, how hard is it when you're not in a Pentecostal environment and they're not lifting their hands and you're like... <laughs> Someone looks at you and goes, mm, not here. You're like, cool, rabababanda. Kibibibibianda, take that, devil. Oh, I feel like anything could happen in this place today. Can I tell you one thing about Church Unlimited? It has... It has the 10th gift of the spirit. And that's the spirit of mischief. I tell you, it's not me, it's you, by the way. I'm, I'm a sensible, disciplined preacher of God's word. I come here and it just goes to madness. So I start praying in tongues in this, in this hospital room. I'm like, Korababa, Shanda, should have bought a Honda. I'm... I don't believe I said that at the time. So I'm praying in the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you, the nurse... I got the doctor. This is, this is what I wish I said. I just didn't think about it at the time. But I wish I could tell the story like, yeah, well, this is what I said. So I just pretend I said it, you know. I wish I'd said to them, I know you work for some good doctors. But I've been sent by the great physician. And there's a few things he needs me to carry out. So I'll go about my business. You'll go, go about your business and let's just work together. And can I tell you, about a month and a half later, Sunday night church, I see her walk onto the front row in her right mind, whole by the power of God. I mean, it doesn't mean she didn't have some battles along the way. 
they said she wasn't going to live and she lived. And I tell you, if God can do a miracle like that in Adelaide, he can do a miracle like that here in West Auckland because it's still on the throne and the Holy Spirit's still the Holy Spirit. I got, a, I got another one, Matthew 3.11. It says this, it says, John the Baptist, he says, I baptize you in water. But there's one coming mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Would you like fire with that? Can I tell you something? John, we don't know too much about John the Baptist. We know he was the cousin of Jesus. We know that he wore organic clothing. We know that he ate clean. And we know that he was a Baptist. And he wasn't just a Baptist. Is the Baptist. <laughs> See, my goal in life is not to be known as Dave a Pentecostal. I like to be known as Dave the Pentecostal. Wouldn't that be awesome? <clears throat> For me. Uh, maybe you don't care. I'm, look, wouldn't that be awesome? You're like, no, not really. Uh, but John's basically saying, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Baptist. But my cousin, Jesus, he's Pentecostal. I'm going to baptize you in water, but my Pentecostal cousin, he's going to get you baptized in the Holy Ghost. And fire. You know the funny thing about fire? Fire is a funny thing. Because it demands a response. But the response is different based on your proximity to it. Now, what I'm going to say might seem a little bit lighthearted, but I'm actually dead serious. If there was a fire in here, of course, we'd look for an exit sign and we'd get out of here as quick as possible. But if there was a fire here, everyone in the shops at the top of the street and in the servo, the service station, they'd come down and have a look at what's going on. Some would call the fire brigade, other people would be taking photos, they'd be filming it, and it'd get on the news, you'd have the helicopters coming over. Why? Because fire creates two responses. If you're close to it, there's urgency to go out, uh, but when you're not close to it and you see it, it has a drawing and compelling power to bring you in. That's the thing about the fire of the Holy Spirit. When it gets on a church, the church must go out. But when the fire of God's on the church, it compels people to come in. Don't underestimate. See, see, here's the thing that you don't realise. I've preached all over New Zealand. Sunday night church is not like this across New Zealand. This is a revival. This is a move of God. You don't even realise what you've prayed for is already manifesting even in this service. Church is full on a Sunday night. Most pastors I talk to have closed down Sunday night church, but not church unlimited. Why? Because there's a fire in this place that keeps people coming back. Oh man. And it's real. It's supernatural. And it's alive by the power of God. Oh, hallelujah. Bless God. That'll do you good. The fire of the Holy Spirit. Samson got 300 foxes. We don't even know how he did it. He got 300 foxes and he tied their tails together and then set them on fire. Gee, Samson should have done better things with his time. Those poor foxes. One translation says they ran through the city with a sense of urgency. That's what happens when your tail gets set on fire. I'm telling you, when you get set on fire, you'll run through Auckland, running with fire through New Zealand. I tell you, that, that happens when God lights a fire under your tail or under your feet. The fire of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, can you give God a shout of praise for just the fire of God on somebody's life in the name of Jesus. I'll give you, can I give you one more? I'm nearly done. So for the two of you taking notes, I'd love you to write this down. 
In Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. The Holy Spirit and fire. And here we see the Holy Spirit and the language of heaven. You know, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, some, I had someone say, if I get baptized in the Holy Spirit, do I have to speak in tongues? You know, it's not a have to. It's a get to. It's, it's almost like saying, hey, if I get saved, do I have to go to heaven? I'd... It's definitely the best option. It's not a have to, it's a get to. You mean, if I get saved, do I, do I have to be forgiven? We get to be forgiven. Church, I just want to encourage you in the house right now and, and just let you know, that you and I, we need the fire of the Holy Spirit. We, we need the touch of God. And when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we, we don't just, it doesn't just stop there. He brings us in, into a relationship with God and, and we receive our heavenly language by faith. And supernaturally, you and I have power to come against the powers of darkness in a greater way than ever before. I don't believe you can walk in the fullness of spiritual authority without being baptized in the Spirit and speaking in other tongues. Because when you pray, things happen. When you pray, things move and things shift. And I just want to encourage you in the house, you and I need the power of the Holy Spirit to flow like a river. And speaking in tongues, it may seem, you might be here and you might have been coming for a few weeks and you sit next to someone and they pray in tongues and you think, man, that's a it's a little unusual. Can I say, I don't think anyone here would try and tell you it's not unusual. It is unusual. It, to some, it might even be somewhat peculiar. But when we pray in the Spirit, the Bible says we're speaking mysteries under God. When we pray in the Holy Spirit, we've got a direct line to heaven where our spirit connects with His Spirit and we pray the perfect will of God. He who prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself. That word edify means to build your spiritual house. It's the same word as that Jesus uses when he says, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That word build, I really believe the way God builds his church, one of the ways is by giving us the power to build ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You and I need the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be able to pray in the Holy Ghost, to pray in tongues, to touch heaven. I tell you, when you pray in the spirit, supernatural things take place. I was on an aeroplane. Maybe if uh, one of the one of the keyboard playing brethren uh, could help us, I was on an aeroplane uh, just maybe a year ago, and uh, and this and this guy's sitting next to me, and I start reading my Bible because I'm very, I'm highly spiritual, and and I was reading my Bible. I said that to be funny. I wasn't actually. I am actually highly spiritual though. Um, it's a burden, and so I was. I was reading my Bible, and this guy leans over to me. He had a big South African accent. He goes, and he, he was huge, you know. And, and, and he, he goes, are you a Christian? I looked at him. I thought, I'll be whatever you tell me I need to be. <laughs> I am submissive, sir. And, and, he, and, he, and he says, what kind of Christian are you? And I said, uh, I, I'm a pastor in, in an AOG church in Adelaide. He goes, are you Pentecostal? I said, yeah. He goes, does that mean you speak in tongues? I said, yes. And, and he goes, I speak in tongues too. And he goes, can I tell you a story? And when you're a preacher and someone's about to give you a story, you'll take every story you can get because we're always looking for a story. Even if it's not true, just don't tell us it's not true. We'll take your story. And so he starts telling me the story. He's on an airplane. And, uh, and so I was on the airplane and he starts telling me the story. He used to have a farm in Africa 
And these guys came in and, and held him, held, basically held him up at gunpoint. And they wanted to steal all of his money. And, and uh, so there was him and a friend. And, and then these, these, these guys came in to rob them. And they spoke a different dialect to him. And as they were, as they were, in, the, as they were in, the, in this room, they had a gun to his head. And they said, get on the floor. And as he got on the floor, he looked up at one of the guys. And uh, he realized that he knew the guy. He realized the guy was uh, someone that they had crossed paths before. So this guy, in his t- language, started saying to, to the guy that was uh, his accomplice in this crime, he's saying, we're going to have to take this guy out because he recognizes me. He, he's seen me before. And, and uh, so we've got, we got no choice but to kill him. And so this guy that's sitting next to me on the plane says, I begged him. I said, please don't do it. Please don't do it. I won't report you or anything like that. And he says, well, it's going to happen. We've got, we've, got, we've got to do it. And so he didn't know what else to do. So he just started praying in the spirit. And so the guy's got a gun and he says, why, do you, why are you saying that? And he kept praying in the spirit. <laughs> and he goes, why are you saying that? And he just kept praying in tongues until the power of God filled that room. Those two guys just ran out and left them alone and, and didn't do anything. I tell you, there's something supernatural about our heavenly language. And I feel like God's saying, hey, you, you, can, you can have my presence. You can have an encounter with God, but I want to bring all of heaven's power into your world. Would you like power with that? And the answer is, yeah, I, I, I would, I do. I need the power of God. You and I need the power of God in order to do what God's called us to do on planet Earth, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's a real thing. You know, in this room tonight, I really believe God wants to touch people. Maybe just for one moment, why don't we just lift our hands all across the house? In fact, why don't we stand and just lift our hands to God for just a moment? Just let His presence just come on you. There's, there's a fresh anointing for the house, there's a fresh anointing in this room. And if you dare to believe, nothing's impossible. Lord, I just ask you right now in Jesus' name, let the rain of heaven just fall in this place. Lord God, there's those that are here tonight, they're hungry. I pray fill people afresh with your anointing and with your power. Lord, let the power of God be in this house. Let the anointing of your spirit be in this room right now in the name of Jesus. Father, tonight we're so hungry. Lord, we're so thirsty. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Fill people. You know, if you'd say, Dave, I just want a fresh touch from God, just across our lift your hands. This is is a fresh anointing from heaven. The Holy Spirit. And even right now as you lift your hands to heaven, I pray every and that God has it come into your life. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit and healing. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit and joy. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit and faith. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit and wisdom. I don't know what you need from God, but He's here and He wants to bring that into your world, the wisdom of God, the answers that you need in the name of Jesus. Maybe you're here, you've never come into the gifts of the Spirit. Lord, I pray they come alive in the name of Jesus. God, we give you thanks. We give you praise. I tell you, I feel the presence of heaven in the house. God's here and is real. He loves you. You think maybe for, for one moment we could just put our hands down. And I just wondered, just before we close the service, just before anyone moves around, just in the room, if we could bow our heads for one moment. Maybe you're here and you've never, ever surrendered your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You've never, ever made a decision to give your heart to Christ. And you know tonight that God's calling you. Maybe you're here by accident or by chance. And you might think it was just a last minute thing. I actually believe that God's brought you here tonight 
to meet you at your point of faith. Maybe you're here and you'd say, David, I've been a Christian, I've walked with God, but stuff's got in the way. Maybe, maybe you're just in a bit of a backslidden place and you know you need to come home to God. You know, the Bible says, if you draw near to God, He'll draw near to you. I always picture that in my mind as us taking one step towards Him and He takes the 10,000 steps towards us. And maybe you're here and you'd say, Dave, I need Jesus. I'm just not living the way I should. I need Christ to come into my heart and do a work of grace. Maybe right now in this place tonight, you'd say, David, I need to get saved. I need to get my life right with God. I'm lost. I need Jesus. I need Jesus Christ to come and be the Saviour of my soul. Maybe you're here and you're lost and you need to be found. You know, tonight's your night. He loves you. He has a plan for your life. He wants to set you free from the powers of darkness. He's in this place and He loves you. Maybe it's for the first time or maybe it's to rededicate your life and you'd say, David, I need Jesus. I need to give my heart to Christ tonight. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed all over this house with no one moving around for just one moment, if you wouldn't mind. Just if you're in this place and you'd say, David, pray for me. I need to give my heart to Jesus. Would you quickly slip up your hand so I can see who you are? I won't embarrass you, but is there any person that would say tonight's my night? Lift your hand high so I can see who you are. Is there any person tonight that would say, pray for me? Oh, there's a hand back there. You can put it down. Is there anyone else that would say tonight, David, pray for me. I need to give my heart to Jesus. Quickly lift it high so I can see who you are all over the house. I know there's others. I can feel it in my spirit. There's a hand over there. God bless you. You can put it down. Are there others who would say tonight, someone I quickly wave it high so I can see it. I want to pray for you. Any of the young people all over this house, on the, in the balcony, on the floor, quickly, just lift your hands so we can see who you are. I want to pray for you. Jesus loves you. He has a plan for your life. He wants to touch it with His power and with His presence. Are there others in the house on a Sunday night that would say, David, pray for me. I need to get my heart right with God all over the house. If that's you, I believe God's talking to people. calling him home, calling him home. In the name of Jesus. You know, I don't know what worship song you've got up your sleeve, but have you got one? Just that we can go straight into the chorus. And, and while, we, while we sing, this is what I want you to do. If you lifted your hand, uh, and there's a couple of people, and I actually believe in my heart there's a few more, and, and we'll give you room to come. But this is what I want to do. If you lifted your hand, we're going to worship. And I won't embarrass you, but there was a person over here, there was a person at the back. As we start to sing, uh, we're just going to get into this song for one moment. But I'd love you to just come and meet me here at the front. I want to shake your hand, and, and I want to pray for you. I won't embarrass you, I promise you. But if you lifted your hand, I'd love you to step out of your seat and come as a worship team. Just lead us in a song. Come on, let's just worship the Lord. Just come. Jesus, open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Jesus, name your presence. Your presence. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise for His goodness. Oh, you're awesome. It's awesome. Jesus name, sing that again, your presence. presence Come on, give Jesus praise in the house. He's awesome. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise. This is what I'd love you to do. I'd love you to just turn your neighbor. It doesn't matter who they are, whether you know them or you don't know them. This is what I'd love you to do. I'd love you to just ask him and say, hey, if you want to go, I'll go with you. Bring him to Jesus. Let's bring him to Jesus. There's people still coming. Come on, give the Lord a mighty hand of praise, church. 
Come on, let's come on, church. Let's let's shout unto God right now for His goodness. Jesus' name. Just ask your neighbor right now. Let's just stop the clapping for a sec. Stop the just turn to your neighbor and say, if you want to go, I'll go with you. Just come. Just come. There's, there's people coming. Give the Lord a hand, church. It's awesome. Come on, shout unto God all over the house. Shout unto just keys for a minute. Just shout unto God all over the house as people come. He's awesome. It's good news. It's good news. Let me pray with you. You guys at the front, you, you all matter to God. You matter to us. We're so proud of you. This is amazing. The Bible says, when one person comes home, all of heaven rejoices. How many want to rejoice for just a minute in the house? Isn't You here at the front, we love you so much. We're going to pray. And I'm going to pray a prayer with you. Growing up, we called it the sinner's prayer. I call it the beginner's prayer because it helps us step into a life of faith. And, and uh, we're going to pray this right now. And I'm going to ask the whole church, if you'd stretch your hands out to these guys here at the front. You guys here at the front, just close your eyes. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And I'm going, to, I'm going to give you the words, but let it originate from your own heart. And I'm going to ask the whole church, stretch your hands out towards these guys in church. I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer as well. And we're going to pray a prayer of invitation for Christ to come into our hearts. Let's all pray this together if we can. Church, especially you guys here at the front. Dear God in heaven, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry for my sin, for the things I've done, and for the way I've lived. Please forgive me. Wash me and cleanse me in your precious blood from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe in my heart that He died on a cross in my place and He rose again. And so from this moment, I make you the Lord of my life and I give my heart to you. Take me and use me. Fill me with your Spirit. And from this moment, I'm washed, I'm cleansed, I'm forgiven, I'm born again, and I'm saved by the grace of God. In Jesus' Name. Come on church, give the Lord a hand of praise. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise. Who do they go with? Do they go with you? What's your name? Trish. This is Trish. Trish is a big deal around here, by the way. And uh, Trish is just gonna chat with you, help you get connected because we're all at different places spiritually. Maybe you've done this for the first time. Maybe you've done this before, but they wanna give you a Bible and, and, and she might even give you money tonight. Uh, you never know, just ask. You never know what happens. You never know your luck in a big city. And, uh, and she's gonna pray with you and, and her team out there. And they just, we'll have you back in here in just a minute so you'll be able to sing along. And uh, you're amazing. And church, we're so, we're so proud of these guys. Come on, welcome them to the family of God. Just go with it. Pastor Tark.